Let's hear. Come on, you're teaching the class today. Go on. Start. I tried recording. Introduce yourself. My name is Giddy. Giddy. But you guys, you guys can call me um, James Bond. Mr. Big Lighter. Big Lighter. Are you going to teach us intimacy? I can do whatever you want. Um, I haven't had much of a chance to have a non-toxic relationship, but I can... <laughs> why is that funny? That one, why is that funny? Why is that funny? You know each other too well, that's the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I, don't yeah. Think, I don't think you're appropriate to teach us. I, oh, I don't think it's appropriate to love someone who's... You, you're aware it's had a very bad way to get into it. Okay, so today I brought a computer. Thank you, Giddy. Did a good job. No Till next time. Till next time. Uh, there was a thought of good morning, me teaching uh, the ladies' class as well, but I think the ladies' teacher made in the end made it last minute. So um, I'm happy in a way because I wanted us to finish off like boys, intimacy boys, and if the girls would have come, it would have been like changed the shifted the focus. And uh, if we get a chance to do something together, we'll get a chance. But until then. So I brought my computer um, because I have lots of work to do and I didn't really want to waste my time talking to you guys. So if you don't mind, I'm just, gonna, I'm just joking. Um, I brought it because I wanted to show you some crazy, crazy footage from the Gazan War. Crazy footage. Like the, the most, you, if you miss this, yeah, you're crazy if you miss it, yeah? Because it's such intense stuff. What's going on in Aza and the last, I mean, all these pictures are stories in themselves, and there's hundreds of them. I'm gonna just make this a big one because this is like an example of what's going on. I mean, this is just one example of just hundreds of pictures, but if you look at this picture, can you see what's going on? So this is from my son has a, has a camera. Wow. And these, these are terrorists, they're all blindfolded. They're all in white on the floor. These guys are not small guys. They're like, if they stand up, they're, if not bigger than the actual soldiers, they're like pretty big dudes. And they've all been captured. My son... Do you want to connect to the board? Um, we could do that. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Why are they all um, wearing white? Huh? Why are they all wearing white? It's part of the, uh, like, the dehumanization to get wanna, them to interrogate. Like, like, it's also security them. reasons, probably, also, so they know that they've been body checked. And everything and we're going to go through some of the crazy footage, but before we do, I just want to have in mind my son, Barkitsak Ben Masha, Barkitsak Ben Ali Oliyazakoyin, and all the other unbelievable soldiers who are out there. I have videos as well. Um, I don't know if this has been approved by the army. It's okay, don't ask forgiveness, not permission. I just want you guys to just keep this between us and the recording, they're not going to see it, so it's fine. Um, and I want you to realize that, you know, this is real, what's going on right now. And it doesn't make you feel very intimacy focused. But what I got from my son was an unbelievable inspiration from the fact 
I'm, just, I'm going to just put it on, uh, what do you call it, when it does slides, is that an option? Let's have a look. Um, <coughs> start slideshow. I'm just going to have it playing, okay? Because there's like hundreds here and I don't want to just spend the whole time moving it around. Do it like a... Yeah, so this is near the end of his, his journey and as of the last two months before he came home this last weekend. And as you can see, all the terrorists are on the floor and they're being disciplined. They're not allowed to speak. If they speak, they do get beaten up. Like, that's just... Uh, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's needed. And, um, you know, it, these guys, these, their unit are, are amazing. That's my son. They're amazing. He's got a Negev, if you can see. Negev is. What, what unit is he? Negev is. He's, so it's San Khanim, but it's, it's uh, joined up with... Uh, with what's it called? With um, it's joined it's it's joined up with uh, it's called Unit Ninety Eight. Now this has gone back to the beginning when he first got to Aza. This is from the outside, so we're going to go through the whole story now. And uh, as you can see, these wow. are units. Wow. Yeah, he, this guy I met this just this Saturday night. I drove down with my son to um, to Otef Aza. Because um, that's where they were employed. Literally, they, they came. You have to understand what's going on in San Khanum. This is 48 hours. They got given permission to come out of the army um, the first time in, was two months into the war. More than any other, it was over 100 days, actually, more than two months. It was over 100 days. And then a second time was two months later, was this weekend. And uh, he's a liftical soul, a holy soul, my son. And um, He's also a tough kid as well. Like, you know, he knows how to handle himself. Like, someone made fun of my wife or something, like, telling me to beat, beat, beat him up completely. He's that kind of kid. But the point is, he's using it now for good things. And, uh, yeah, thank God. I'm very proud of him. These are different terrorists that they, they captured over the time. Um, this is right near the beginning when they first went into um, Canyonis. Um, so, this is the, the second time he went back. The first time he didn't have a camera. Um, the second time he went back just with a regular camera. This is all regular camera footage. So unlike a lot of his friends who have GoPros or other ways of videoing or picturing, he had to actually hold a camera. So it wasn't so practical in combat to use it. So next time he's coming, he, we, we managed to get fundraised and got like a really, not just a GoPro, better than a GoPro. I don't know what it's called, osmosis or something. It moves like when you move around, it's like skateboarders use it. Yeah, it has, and it's got 128 gigabytes. This time he came back with 60 gigabyte of material. Next time he's got 128. The hope is he'll come back again in another few months or whenever it is, whenever the next come out. And you're gonna see a lot of pictures of them just like hanging out kind of thing. But the, the reason why we're, we're gonna see all this kind of, cause you see every house they go into, they sort of take it over. They have to go around the whole house. We've got loads of videos of them doing that. They, they put markers everywhere. Uh, that's the graffiti that you see, the spraying, and um, you know he's become really close with these boys. And just if you understand these boys' backgrounds, they're all completely different. We're talking about from the most left to the most right to the most irreligious, to the most religious, to every kind of nation. There's like Thailandy guy, there's a guy from Hodu, there's a guy Ethiopian. There's like every kind of people: Russians, Ukrainians. They're all together. And uh, yeah, they're all together and they're all helping each other 
to win this war. He's become very close with this Jinji dude. They call him Jinji or something. It's not surprising. What just happened? Wait, your computer turned off. Oh, really? Oh, no. No, you got to tap your, your mouse back. Well, that's what it was? Yeah. It's not the power? No, no. Oh, that's good news. Thank you. Okay, so um, next up, um, we're going to talk about intimacy, yeah? It's very important that we get into that. Would you have footage We'll, we'll do the footage after we've done the pictures. So we're just going to leave this playing. I hope it's not too distracting. I want to end off the class with the focus that these guys have. It looks like they're chilling, but they're not. They're on duty. Like my son told me the other day that he was sitting journaling. He has a book he's writing. I haven't seen that. He didn't show it to me. But he's writing a book, like of all the experiences. And as he was sitting there, bullets start come flying through. And they, suddenly they're on the radio that they're being attacked, their unit. And they have to get in straight into defensive action. So he's all the time in a state of focus, even if it looks quite relaxed. That's just their way of laying off steam, I suppose, in living in such scenarios, living in as canyonists. And, you know, these are like Arab houses they're going into. They, go, they don't go through the door, they go through the wall. But the focus, because obviously booby traps, things like that. But the focus there, I mean, all the time there's gunfire and going off, drones flying around. It's, it's, an, it's a war scene. It's not like, uh, I mean, look at these pictures. This is not like, uh, you know, a nice Sunday afternoon in, uh, in um, Migdal Oiz. This is uh, war. Um, anyway, so my opinion, our generation, we're in a state of war constantly, not just in Aza, um, but globally and internally. It's an, an, we're in a state of war. And to think that once there's no more longer war wars is... We don't have to be in that state of readiness as a mistake. We have to be, we mentioned last week about removing the distractions. We have to really honor the time that we're living. Every minute is precious, like you see from here. When he came back from the army service, 48 hours is all he had. So he has to think about what is he going to do in those 48 hours. Because after that, he's back. They literally, we drove him down to, to Okifadza, and they're all their boys, they're like dancing around so energized to be together and, and the, the higher-ups had to come and sort of maneuver them to go get food and where the DJ was playing, the barbecue and everything, yeah? They had to maneuver them because they wanted to just be together. They were just, I felt the love, the energy between all of them. They were just so, like, together. Hopefully you guys have created that bond in this program at least somewhat, but they're literally living together. By the way, there's even a female doctor amongst their unit and she's become like one of the boys, you know? And there's none of that energy because it's just about mission. It's mission focused. Yeah? You're not thinking about that kind of stuff in this situation. So, anyway, so he, they're very, very focused. They're 48 hours home. So it makes you realize the importance of time, just to relate to the previous class we spoke about. So he literally used, by the way, that's how they have to, every time they're sitting around, they have to be in that state of, you know, that position. They can't just, like, you know, Whenever there's an army situation, they have to be in that crouch position. I don't know if you've seen soldiers guarding, but you don't just sit or stand. It's a certain position they have. Um, yeah, so he, he's already, when he was in Lebanon, he's caught terrorists through binoculars. There's so much um, situations where what they're doing is, is captured. And you have to know, recently it was just announced that Khan Yunus, that the Hamas presence has been eliminated. Yeah? All Khan Yunus? Um, pretty much. I mean, the problem is what my son said, like that they don't talk about so much, is the tunnel network is so extensive that that's still an issue. 
because it's so extensive. And they do have, thank God, the remark. Uh, the Makkal who go in to the tunnels, you have to be high, high, highest level to go into the tunnels because it's proper crazy down there. Um, so that only the best of the best go down to the tunnels. Like the like it would be like in the way we'd understand it from the US would be like the sills, you know. They don't even go into the tunnels, really. But yeah, they're just flooding them. They're blowing them up, sending dogs down there, drones to check out what's going on. Yeah, they have to first work on the tunnel before they actually go in, exactly. So yeah, it's an extensive, and that, that's why it's taking so long. It's such an extensive mission. Also, for my son, he's going house to house. That's more his mission, guarding the other units. He's which, part of... Uh, which could do this? Huh? Which could do it? San Khanim. I don't know if I should say, because I'm recording, I don't want it to be like... Um, but it's a, it's a one in the news all the time, you, you hear about it. Um, the, there's a, they get a lot of coverage. Um, anyway, so he, um, the focus he had to have when he came home, so what did he do? First thing first, haircut, because he, he felt like a shmero, like his hair was all, you know, beard was very long. He needed to get a haircut, so we took him to Shalim. Now we were standing there waiting for the, to get the haircut, and the, the guys there were like, you know, you have to go to Fiseida. So I, I wasn't there that moment when they sent that to him. When I came afterwards, I just had to take my wife to the bathroom, I came back and they're like, what, the Fiseida? I wanted to make a whole balagan. Like, you know, how can you make my son wait? He's got 48 hours. He's giving his life up for you, a bunch of kids. It was like a bunch of punk kids, you know, like us or whatever. Like he's giving up his time and you're making him wait in a queue. He's got 48 hours, like get out of the way. So I didn't, my son said, don't, 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 don't make a whole story. So I didn't say, I, but they could see I was getting like that kind of energy. So then they, they thank God they gave him, they started doing his hair. And um, he just felt a little bit like, coming back to normal life, how everyone's so like sort of in their own little worlds, you know, like in their own little phone world or social world or like bubble. And they're not realizing what these guys are doing every day, like giving up their life. And they just feel a bit like pissed off, like they're not being appreciated fully of what they're doing. So he was a little feeling that a little bit. But anyway, the rest of the time was just amazing. We were with family. We, we got to see some of this footage. It was amazing to look at. We were, like, he, he wanted to go see my rabbi to get a blessing. I never asked him for that. He, off, he asked himself. We went to my rabbi. Then he went out of his boys, and he didn't get blasted. The last time he got blasted, and it ruined his 48 hours. So he didn't get wasted. Yeah, even though there's a feeling you need to do, like, let off steam. But he didn't want to spend the whole time, like, half drunk, you know, recovering from what he did. So he didn't do that. And then the next day we took him to a pedicure ma massage. We took him to Bat Yam. Beautiful pictures by Bat Yam. Bat Yam, by the way, is beautiful beach. Really beautiful. Even in the winter, it was beautiful. And then um, Shabbat, we had the most beautiful Shabbat with him. It was like two days of Gan Eden, literally. The light that he brought to my home. And the Nukudo I want us to, that's going to help us in the intimacy course to end off the finale is the focus. The focus that he had even when he was home, he was so present. He put on music and he just sang with his whole heart. He was, it's like one of the things why I didn't want to do music so much about myself before music, because I didn't see how they all have these GoPros. My son's got like a really good one, like the best you can get <coughs> to go back with now. And then he won't have to hold it, yeah? But the whole point is that what I wanted you to take with you for the intimacy course is the focus that we all need to have. We all need to get more focused about what, what we're here for, we didn't just come to Israel just to like have a good time. We came to Israel 
one, there's been a war, so you've, you've experienced something which you would never experience in America or wherever you were from. Two, you're in a program where they help you like, understand your value system. Remember, we spoke very much about values, keeping that, your priorities, making sure you're in a win-win mindset, you're here for each other. Well, you learn a lot of these skills, you applied them, you live them, like some of the guys who are running the program somewhat, like making sure there was more going on, taking responsibility. This is like real stuff. So now when we're looking at these soldiers, we're seeing how much they literally, see that's the position they have to be in the whole time. They're literally saving each other's lives all the time. They've all got each other's back. It's a different level of responsibility for each other than, you know, what are we doing today in the program? It's a different level. It's life or death. The, the terrorists can pop out of holes, tunnels, you don't know. And you've got to be ready for it. Any minute there could be an attack. And there, there has been. And um, he's got like, crazy stories of stuff that's happened. Like one of the things when they go into the houses and they capture terrorists, they get to see Shabak come in and what Shabak do. Yeah? You know what Shabak is, yeah? yeah. Shabak come into the house and they literally like, torment these guys to get information. And some of them, they know that they've, they, from the intelligence they've got, they know that some of these guys were part of the, for example, the whole October the 7th, Nova Massacre and all the crazy stuff that went down. Some of them, they've captured, they, my son's seen some of them from that original attack. And the way Shabak deal with them, it's not, let's just say it wasn't a pleasant experience, yeah? Like proper nakama, yeah, revenge. And uh, as well as getting information, that's the uh, objective, obviously. Okay, ah, oh, nice to see you, man. Sorry, I'm late. No, no problem. We're just going through the pictures from my son um, while we're discussing intimacy. And um, he just came back from Canyonis, just to give you like, and he's gone back already Saturday night. By midnight, he'd already handed back his phone. Think about that. He had 48 hours. I went through the 48 hours, but he had 48 hours to see his family, to see his friends, to see his rabbi, his rabbi, to, you know, to experience Shabbat with the shul. The shul were amazing. Shirat David gave him such love of Shlomo. Everybody there was giving him such love. He was like a melech. They were treating him like a melech. Thank God there was amazing appreciation from a frat. Frat was, he was like, couldn't be happier to be back in a frat for Shabbat after being in Canyonis. And then literally by midnight, his phone, the last phone call, he said, you know, to my, to my wife, Ima, Mommy, like, I'm giving the phone in now, this is it. And my wife's like, you've got this. Even though she wants to cry and be all emotional, she's like, no, you've got this. Yeah, that no, was, that. huh? This is Motash. Yeah, Motash. And she, he was already in, that's it. Off, we got a message like a few hours later, they're already in, back in Canyonis, like back in mission mode. So it was, it's crazy to think how, how focused they had to be those 48 hours. Now imagine if we could live life with that kind of perspective, that we've only got 48 hours. We've only got 48 hours. Imagine that with our relationships, how much more we'd appreciate the person. That's what it was like with him. It was amazing because we were so focused on the time of him that it was just about quality. And we overlooked any potential fights or issues. It was just about focusing in on the relationship. This guy, by the way, his, father, his father's a really big high up, higher up in the army. Very, I, met, I met them both on Saturday night, most Shabbos. And, He's higher up, and I was standing next to him, it was such a funny image, like, me with the beard and the sisters and everything, and him, like, with the bald head, like, completely secular, 
Like, and he's starting to make blessings and things like that on food. Like, for some reason, he's picked it up in the war. Not religious at all, but, like, for some reason, he's into this blessing thing. So all the time, he's, like, screaming out blessings, like, when he drinks water or whatever. So they've all, like, influenced each other in a good way, like, positive stuff. And uh, as you can see, the, the, the thing on my, my son's arm is Mashiach. He has a new one now, the base of English as well, uh, that we sent him back with. And this is where before he got his new gun, the Negev, Negevist. Because basically, what I, did I tell you something about the Negevist? That the one before he was at the front, his ears got affected from all the explosions and everything. So he's still not recovered. So my son's going to be the Negevist now, like the leading frontline Negevist. That guy is unfortunately not coming back for now. Um, so that's why he moved into that position, because an older, more experienced guy switched. Oh, you would have enjoyed these, man. You're missing the... We've got all the pictures of my son in Canyonis. You've got to come. We're going to get to the good stuff in a minute. Your kind of footage. You're going to love every second. So I was just saying, like, for me, with music, because my son was, like, pouring out these songs. I was talking about music before. One of the reasons why I didn't want to get into music is I didn't feel like I'd fully, like, be coming from a sincere place for my soul. So I had to first connect more to my soul before I felt I could communicate. And what was so beautiful when my son was back for those 48 hours, the second time since the beginning of the war, is I really felt his soul. I really felt his presence, his focus, and everyone in the family was focused. Everyone in the community was focused. Everyone knew that this was like not to be taken for granted, this special moment. And in a way, imagine if we could live life that way all the time. Like at least try on a little bit back of our mind, remind ourselves that life is precious, time is precious. Let's really tune in to the relationships we have. This would be like the best advice for us to leave off. Like this week's pasture, we have Aaron and Cohen. My son's a Cohen, yeah? I'm a Cohen. So Aaron and Cohen went to Lifnai Lifnim. You know what that means? Who knows? What's Lifnai Lifnim? The inner sanctum, sanctuary. Yeah, he went to the Kodesh Kedoshim. Yeah, so what's the Kodesh Kedoshim, brothers? The brother, this this schmuck, this chair is like melech. There's there's even nicer chairs later on. By the way, these houses are nice. So he went to the Holy of Holies. What's the Holy of Holies? So it represents intimacy. Intimacy is this place you go into. Really, you have to understand the way the woman's built. You're entering into the Holy Holies. You're entering into this inner sanctum where you bring down these souls. That's like the Kruvim. These two like cherubs facing each other, these holy pure faces facing each other in intimacy, bringing down that holy souls. That's really where the source of our Torah, our holiness, it comes from a place of intimacy. So when the base of English was destroyed, for example, those, they were in an embr embrace, those two Kruvim. Even though you say, wait a minute, why they're not meant to be in an embrace when God's not happy with us. But the point was that... In the end, God's always happy with us. We're always intimately connected to God. This is the truth of who we are. So that intimate place of Lefnai Lefnim, this is a very focused, beautiful place where all the blessing for the, for the year comes down Yom Kippur. And it's a special place where we, we connect to our where We all have it within each of us because Hashem said He's going to put it within us. And every husband and wife have that experience of intimacy in that place of Holy of Holies. It's called the Holy of Holies. When you're intimate with your wife, with your soulmate. To understand that this is like really the goal of our people is to bring to the world how intimately bound up we are as souls and, and as people. So when you're with, say, this situation with my son in the war, even though it seems like the opposite of this because it's like people killing each other, it's not intimate. But the, there is an intimacy, one, between the 
between the unit. They have to live together constantly in, and make each time, each house they're in, they have to make it a little home for that day. They have to figure out how, where they're going to sleep. They have to figure out where they're going to eat. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with all the paraphernalia from Hamas and from UNRWA. My son said he saw again and again in all the houses. It wasn't just Hamas stuff, it was UNRWA as well. UNRWA, fill up those houses, yeah? All the UN stuff, they're, they're just as much involved with Hamas when, you, when you're in, in those places. They're, they, they're bound up. There's no separation, Hamas and UNRWA. They're the same kind of thing. So he saw that with his own eyes. So the international community is to blame as well for this whole crazy war, because they're part of that, UNRWA. So we have to realize that this is something like the enemy is outside of us, it's within us. It's not just a, an external war. And therefore, what we have to do is be very focused in our mission, what we're here for. It's like these soldiers. We have to be very, very focused in using time, in, in appreciating. Because the thing you think about the most when you're at war, what do you miss most? What do you think they miss most? Mishpocha. Yeah, very good. Mishpocha, family. They miss the family. Yeah, that's what they miss. They miss the intimate connection. Yeah, like if you've watched any war movies, who do they have a picture on? on their like army place who do they have a picture of they have a picture of the president their wife their wife their girlfriend the person they love yeah their mother their family yeah that's that's what people it makes you realize and one these people become your real family in the war because you don't have any phones you have no distractions you're just tuned into each other and how you can get this mission done as you can see they're like using all the different things of in these arab houses in the gazan houses to be able to, to go to the next house, go to the next house. And it's a continual mission of uncovering and capturing terrorists and uncovering what's in these houses. And it's, we conquered Kanyunas, it's been conquered, Hashem, on an external level. Underneath there's still issues, but it's been conquered. Look, they've got these crazy cards. Anyway, um, I just, I want, well, I want to ask you guys, to, all of you, please, to remind, remember what we experienced together in this course, that we weren't just getting together every two weeks or so just to, just to whatever, to learn some concepts. We try to think about how you can apply a lot of the stuff. We started off with kindness, with having a mission statement, being proactive mission statement, and then focusing on our priorities. And we focus on win-win. We focus on learning how to listen to people, especially the other half. You want to have a good marriage, you're going to have to figure out how to communicate to this lady. And, and also synergizing, realizing there's a beautiful synergy. You join together. It, it creates multiplicity, you get more and more successful, You're, you scale, you start to build. You, you need the other person to, to grow your business, to grow your home, to grow your, your mission in life. And then you have the review, we have to go over everything we did. All the classes are recorded, I put them in the chat. You can reach out to me anytime you have any questions, anything. Like, it, life gets difficult and I've had guys reach out to me years later and it helped them because I'm always that kind of guy who makes myself available. You know, one guy right now, from, from, he's going through relationship issues, trying to figure out getting married and stuff. We, he, I give him like a session once every so on, we get on the phone, and we talk about the relationship struggles, and, and it's been helpful for him just to talk to a person who's not like involved, like he's not a rabbi or a teacher in his program, he's not a parent, he's not someone with history from before. I'm, I'm in a different space, so I don't mind giving that time to people. And another thing is then, what we spoke about last week, which I think is really important, uh, the last two times, we, we spoke about finding your voice and hearing her voice, hearing what she's about. 
So she's going to have her mission as well, giving space for that. And we also talked about getting rid of distractions. But today, the, the, the most important point is just really tune into life. Tune, in, tune into the oneness of life, the, the soul level, the intimacy of life. There's a beautiful relationship that's waiting for all of you. It's the most important thing. It's going to give your life focus. Because when you have... what? Why do we end up with one woman, one love? Anyone seen that movie yet? One love? Anyone's into Bob Marley? Nobody? Yeah, nobody's into Bob. I'm too old already. Well, you know what's the movie, but like, uh, I'm so into Bob Marley. You are into Bob? I, I know of him, like, I don't want like... Crazy. Ziggy Marley, any of the new generation of Marley's? Like our old school, yeah. huh? And not like another name. Another name. So the new generation don't really get into both. I went to Jamaica once. Really? On a cruise, yeah. That's cool. Very good. Did you go to Bob Marley's house? Yes, yes. I got a hat, like with like with the the dreadlocks, you know. Yeah. So one of the things I want to say about that movie, I went to see it because um, we were just freaking out about my son. We didn't know if he was coming home or not. I wasn't announced. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't announced. <laughs> it was some of these pictures are funny. It, it wasn't announced about uh, my sons where they're gonna get let out. No one knew. It was so Wednesday night. We, my wife was on spilkers. Is he coming home? Is he not? All the women mothers of the soldiers were on spilkers. They heard they are coming, but it wasn't certain. So we, I said to my wife, we need to go do something just to distract you. So we went to the movies. We haven't gone since. We haven't gone to the movie once. It just didn't feel right. But that night I was like, you just need to get out. So we sat in this movie. She knows I'm a Bob Marley fan. And, um, you know, we're watching the movie. It was very good. And suddenly she gets a call. Yes, they're coming out. She gets a call from my son. And she, she finds it. She speaks to him. She's so excited. The first time she's speaking to him in months. And, and she's so, so excited. I mean, she had, had a few minute phone calls. But the first time he's out of, like, on his way out of Canudis, out of Gaza, it's a big, like, joy. Yeah? So... Anyway, we carried on watching the movie. It was, she went out that moment of the movie where Bob and his wife were having a fight. And one of the things I realized, they didn't play, make such an emphasis on it, but one, it, the movie's called One Love, but he did not have one love. Yo, brother, over there. David, you're missing the, the footage, man. It gets good. Yeah? So, one love. He didn't have one love. You hear that? He didn't have one love. What did he have? He had loads of women. You know Bob, he had children with other wives, yeah, with other women, yeah? So he didn't have one love, he wasn't one love. One love means one woman also. That was my one criticism of him as a person. He wasn't able to really be one love. I have a question. Yeah. Um, like how, do you think we can, like how can you have one love if you get worse than you No, because there's different there's different soulmates. So you had your first soulmate, it wasn't meant to be. So you get a second soulmate, that's fine. And why didn't you feel at the same time? Huh? Why didn't you feel at the same time? That's like old school. Like we used to have lots of wives, but we we can't look, it's hard enough to focus on one woman. You can focus on two. Like really, because they're not just gonna give you what you want. They're gonna want other attention, they're gonna want financial. There's going to be a more to the marriage than just, you know, when you're in the mood and she has to be available. It doesn't work that way. I think I could focus on three. Huh? I think I could focus on three. Yeah, but there's a whole thing about polygamy. There's a whole thing about polygamy. It doesn't work really anymore. Do we really able to support more than one woman 
like in all the different ways it's needed. And women are, themselves, they don't, they're not going to stand for it. They've all been like through the feminist movement and they've all heard all the, you know, the, the way the world thinks now. Most women are not going to allow that. Yeah? You'll, you'll be lucky to be able to please one woman. Like that would be an achievement. Yeah? Like to really please a woman, it takes a lot of work, a lot of focus, a lot of attention, a lot of time, a lot of consideration, a lot of struggles, lots of ups and downs. It's worth it. Every minute's worth it because I said you get to that intimate moment and there's nothing better in the world. But it's, it's, it's worth all the work, the, the bond you build with this person, the dedication, the love, the soulmate connection is beyond everything. It can give you strength to do everything in life. But it, it, you have to work for it. It's not like a freebie. Like, we, we just want to live in Eretz Yisrael. That's like, we want to live here. Look what we have to do. To, we have to go live in these houses of Arabs and fight just to be able to live here. We can't just live here. It's work to live in Eretz Yisrael, to work the land, to work to support ourselves, to defend ourselves. It's work, but it's worth it. And everyone there feels that it's worth it. They get a bit pissed off when they come out and they say everyone doesn't seem to care what they've just done because they've just worked really hard for us to be able to live peacefully. Remember, at the beginning of the war, every day, missiles flying. If these guys weren't doing what they were doing in Aza, all those missile sites, they, you know how many times they've captured missile sites? They would still be there. The missiles would still be, and they'd still be flying towards us. That's what would be going on. So we have to, we have to realize that it, wow, look at that. That's a lot of games. Anyway, huh? What was that? I think that was the. They were keeping score. Anyway, it get it gets it gets better as it goes on because then you start to see them arresting terrorists and stuff like that. Yeah, let's move it on a little bit. Just get it moving. How to speed it up? Just press. We'll just leave it. We'll get there eventually. Anyway, the main the main thing is that I learned so much from having this is another thing. He's, this guy did not come from religious son at all, but he's showing respect. You know, in the army, my son's used filling on so many, so many soldiers. We got him an extra pair. But there's so many soldiers he wanna. You see what unit they're in, which does the thing. There's so many soldiers who just wanna connect. They they feel like you know. They need to connect to God, there needs to be more to what they're doing. And it's not like this, like, yeah, go on. I claim to stay connected, like, obviously you can stay connected, but like, you keep Shabbos, I'm sure it's very hard. Oh, so Shabbos has become, uh, I spoke to my son about it. Thank you for asking. That's very hard. And the Shabbos, I mean, this is survival, you have to use the Arab parts, there's no choice. So Kashras, everything Jewish-wise, they try, they, they get given kosher food, they get given the opportunity to pray a little bit, but it's all on a it's all overruled by the Koch Nefesh. The Koch Nefesh is the heta, like is the permission to for everything. So for, for example, my son was walking around with his phone the whole shop, so he has to. Yeah. yeah. My wife also walks around with her phone, you know, because she's uh she's mugging over the dog, but she's also wanna keep in touch with my son. Um You've got to be available for that. There's a whole, yeah, life has changed because of the war in terms of Shabbos. It doesn't mean Shabbos isn't Shabbos, Shabbos is Shabbos. But we have to realize that Koch Nefesh is, for the soldiers, is more important. 
And he himself said, he said to me, Tati, Abba, I'm Shomer Shabbat. I'm just right now, like this is my way of being Shomer Shabbat. Like I'm coming out of the war, Shomer Shabbat, as he said to me. Like he has no intention to not keep Shabbat after the war, just because he got used to like doing other things on Shabbat. And he says that, you know, when he came home, his joy of just seeing Shabbos candles, Shabbos food, Shabbat food, sitting together with family in a proper home, with proper warm food. The joy he had from eating hot meat, hot meat, he hadn't had hot meat for months. Yeah, he loved every single meatball. And then when my wife gave him like a, like a chillin thing, and then he was loving the food. Salad, fresh salad. It was like Ganeiden. You start to realize all the different things you take for granted that you have this beautiful woman in your life, your mother or your, your wife, your somebody, and they're making all this effort to cook, or if you're a cook, you make all this effort to make the food. Suddenly, you're, it's like a level of enjoyment you can't imagine when you've been denied it for so long. The, the pleasure of a shower. He loved the shower. Having a shower, warm shower. There's no showers. Two months. You're going to see later on the state of their feet. Their feet are messed up from the lack of like, hygiene and showers. And there's nothing, they can't take, the whole operation of taking off all your stuff. He managed to have two times during those two months to wash himself off with a little bit of water and, and a bit of like wiping himself. Most of the guys didn't even do that. They just couldn't be bothered to take all the equipment off and put it all back on. And, you know, it wasn't exactly a warm shower. It was just like water washing yourself with it. And so we have to understand what kind of discomfort you're in after like months of this. And you've got to just keep going and keep going and, you know, it's a mission. It's not like a... Anyway... They brush their teeth? Um, somewhat, yeah. Like, they have some sort of tools and things that they use, toothpaste, a paste. And every house they went into, they, sometimes they cleaned it up. You can see they're cleaning it up, making it nice. So while they're there, they should enjoy it. And some of these houses, they look pretty decent. That looks so nasty. Yeah. And uh, you see the beads from the Arabs, their, their whole religious thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's intense watching this. I haven't seen all these pictures like, like this. It's great for me to see it as well, blown up. I've got loads of videos as well. This is when it starts getting to the later part, when he becomes a negavist, my son. He's going to switch his gun. And he, um, you're going to start to see all the terrorists. It's amazing some of the things they, they do on the wall. The Skuta Muna, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, you see this like beautiful stuff. Like they, this is Aishali. This is Rabbi Nachman's symbol. My fire will burn till Mashiach's coming. You know, this guy's from Hodu, from India. He's fighting with my son. You know, they all call him Buchi because he's like the Hasidic guy, you know, with the pears and stuff, doing a heart thing there. I sent this to a bunch of guys who are Breslov that I'm friends with. They were really excited to see that. I mean, that's the pictures together, you know, sitting in one of these nice chairs. And it's, that's one of the other important things. There's a pride, but not like a pride where it's too far, like Kokomet Semyodi. There's a pride where they, their pride, pride they, they see the power of the Israeli army, the idea. Like the Arabs are scared of them. Remember, my, da- my son doesn't have on this, these pictures, he doesn't have a GoPro. So he's having to take the pictures. But when, when you, we're going to get back next time, if you're around, by the way, you're all welcome. I'm, I did intend to bring food today, and I did intend there to be some sort of party, but it didn't work out. 
So all of you are invited at any point, you've got my number. If you're in the frat and you want to come around for, for a lachaim, for a biscuit, you know, I'm English, a biscuit means a cookie or freshly made. We had a whole bunch, but it wasn't enough for all of you. And I didn't want to bring like, and then some got some in. And uh, my, my wife's still recovering from having my son home and she's not well from all the stress and the, all the dedication she did for him. That's an Arab gun, by the way, that he's holding. But he said there's so much weapons in the houses. So the most of the time you're finding Russian rifles. Yeah, that's that's the main type of guns. Um, that's a good question. I didn't ask him that, but I assume they have to they hand them into the trucks that come and bring them food and stuff like that. You can't just leave them there. Um, yeah, we can't just leave like all the weapons and stuff lying around. We've got to take care of it. Um, yeah. It's just amazing, like seeing this, like every so they get deliveries. They're also another thing they've gone, they've gone on many times into the Macaulay's of the Arabs, like the shops there. And they've stocked up with all kinds of food and stuff and they just take it because you know, there's no shop owner anymore. And then, I mean, look at their feet, it's so messed up. Here and there they'll take them off, like the yellow and like sores and it's intense. And what's nice is my son now has this, like, well, I sent all these pictures to his WhatsApp. He has all these pictures, he forwarded them to, onto his uh, unit. And um, so they have all these memories. They're, they'll never forget these times together. And uh, thank God his unit's all bishlam, like no one's been killed, thank God. They're all together. And we pray till the end as well, till the end of the tour. They've been really good unit, like really on their toes and really looking out for each other. And, um, you know, I just want to ask anyone, does any, before we let, finish off, we're finishing off in like 10 minutes or so, does anyone feel like there was something that this course like stood out, a point, like obviously I have my own personal journey, but then each of you are going to have yours. Is there anything that stood out that you want to share, like make, it just give me feedback. If you don't feel like doing it now, you can send it to me privately, or if you want to send it on the group, I also don't mind. The main thing is that we, Communicate. Everyone's got stuff going on inside of them. We're not alone. We're together. We're a nation. We're a people. We're here for each other. Life can get pretty tough. I know with my son, for example, he had times hated <coughs> being in the army. Hated it. He was freaking out. He was having anxiety attacks. He did not want to be in this unit. He did not want to. And I'm not talking about Azar. By the time he got to Azar, he was ready to go. I'm saying in the train, in the build-up, when he was in Lebanon, other situations, he was having a really hard time. And thank God he stuck with it. But one of the keys was he always had people he could talk to. He had my wife. He had, when, before they, took, they weren't taking away phones in those days, he had kids phone up my wife. They spent hours on the phone. He had people, some of them, if they're kids, if they're thin, were amazing, were really there for him. He had some really hard methods, people who were not good friends were like, were not nice to him at all. That was really rough. Thank God that his now as Mufaqed is amazing. And really nice people, really believe in him. And like, you know, empowering him and stuff. <coughs> and, uh, but it's important you connect yourself to people that you can trust, that you can talk out stuff in life. Because ultimately you're gonna find, that's another big thing you wanna make sure when you find your soulmate, that this is someone you can really trust and talk to about real things. We've spoken about this. You've got to face your stuff. 
Don't just stuff your face, face your stuff. You know, better deal with things. You know, better process things. And because my son, thank God, has that kind of relationship with my wife and myself a little bit as well, and other people around, he's very open. Like even his boys, he was shouting them on the phone when he came back. He was like, you just don't get it. Like I haven't showered for two months. Yeah, like you don't get what, what we're going through. You don't understand, like he was trying to communicate to them so they can understand a little bit where he's at, like what he wants to do with them that night. He needs to have an experience, a special moment, not their just usual, they would just get drunk and walk around the shook. He wants to do more than that. Yeah, he wanted to do more and connect with people who are focused and real. And that's like, it's like a wake up in life that you start to realize how you want to experience moments with your boys, with, your, with the people you care about. You don't want to just have superficial experiences. Yeah? You don't want to be, have some dude putting you down and making fun of you or who knows what. Yeah? You, you want to be having bonding experiences. You want to, life should be meaningful and purposeful and you, with people that you can experience that together. And I just really got a lot of, personally, a lot of light from my son coming back and the whole situation right now in Israel there is some sort of waking up. Not everybody, but generally, there's a feeling of people are more aware of who they are, what they are. So, uh, I want to get to the part where you start to see all the terrorists. I've got like footages of them also moving all the videos, of them moving all the civilians, because there were still loads of civilians in Kanyanis. I've got footage of them talking to the terrorists. I've got footage of them... Uh, he does know some, yeah. He says like this, some of the, the feeling of fear that the, some of the Arabs have had towards them is crazy. Like they're like, <laughs> like screaming like crazy sounds like, because they, they know that they're, they're being dominated like over there. It's not like, uh, you know, we're coming and giving them out free pies and like, you know, move on please. Like it's serious. And... Uh, you know, we, we're, not, we're not taking risks, you know. One of the things my son did is he dressed up a little bit like, a, like an Arab, like he put on certain clothing and it, could, it almost looked a bit terrorist style. He got in a lot of trouble for that. Because if someone's standing there with guns and looks like a terrorist, they're just going to kill him. They're not going to like wait to see if it's a soldier or not. Yeah, it's, it's a different, you know, kind of alertness. Because guy can just pop out of nowhere from the tunnels that you didn't find. You went in the tunnels or He's He's helped us in the first part of the war. He helped discover the fate. You know that large tunnel, the very big one? They were able to drive trucks through and yeah. stuff. The, he, his unit discovered that tunnel. They were the ones who uncovered that. Um, so, and they were on guard uh, uh, many times outside of tunnels to make sure that no one came out or who went in. If, they, if units were going in to do what they had to do, they had to guard on the outside. Um, remember, as I said, he doesn't. This is not GoPro footage. This is him with his camera, so he couldn't really take footage of all the interactions, all the times they were in the houses with the terrorists and the Shabak came. And obviously, you can't take pictures of the Shabak. Um, but yeah, no, all the time being on guard, being focused, being with your boys, looking out for each other, learning to live with people day after day after day. You know, this is like a lot of keys here for intimacy, for marriage. You're going to live with this lady 
you know, with all her needs and all her space things, and you, you're going to live together. And it's not, it's not going to be like all the time, like party time. Yeah, I know, like, you go on Netflix and it looks like everyone's just partying. That's like guy and girl, it's always these peak moments that always show those peak moments of where the most passion, the most, but that's not real life. Real life is learning how to live with a person and learning how to, it's not such fun footage, but it's real footage, it's real life, real relationships, how to care for another person. You go and make yourself food, make the other person food. You go get a drink, make the other person a drink. It's about thinking about someone other than yourself. And that's one of the beautiful things about the army. It trains these guys to go beyond themselves and it gives them a feeling of fulfillment. He was elated when he came back to the base wasn't even a base in, in Al-Kifada, Azza. He was elated. He was like as if he was on drugs, how high he was, just to see all his boys and the love they have to each other. All these different guys from different worlds, the love they have, the energy they have, the excitement, they're doing something, they're not, and the meaningfulness. And you think, well, it looks like a lot of just chilling, but that, this is like all the time they're not doing the missions. They have to like come down a second, but... They're doing it together, there's real conversations. There's, they're not thinking about how they look online and posting and all this stuff. It's just maybe they're taking some pictures for memories, but it's, they're not posting this. They're not, it's not like status. It's real, it's connection. And this is something which is a lost art. And we, but each of us individually can try gain it. Gain back real relationships, real time with people. You'll feel so much. He said it's like Chaim meeting. In Aza. He, at one point, he was like, I just want to go back to Aza. Not because he wants to be in this dump, but because he wants to be in that kind of space where he's really connecting with people. Does everyone get the point, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like a different flow, and each of you are going to find it in moments of this in your life. You know, there, there, it's become quite popular in America now for some people to go offline for a while. Just to go offline. They go on like a teal, or they... they they have a, a Shabbat, they call it like a detox, a detox, a technological detox. And then just to just let go of this stuff for a little bit and just read home into who you are, what your life is about, go into nature. People go on these like walks for out for days and just or go hunting, like Rogan style, whatever it is, just to get out of the rat race of life and the phones and everything, just to get away from it. So you can just refocus, ground yourself again. And this is really important that they're doing this for, for, to, for much higher reasons. They're trying to protect us all from our enemies who want to kill us. So it's very purposeful why they're in this space. But we can actually choose it when we're not being forced to do this. We can choose it on some level. Like we're going to have times before this program ends, you're going to have times where you can just say, you know what, F the phones. I'm just going to go connect with my boys here in, in, in B'nai Akiva world. I'm going to connect with the program and all these wonderful souls I met. I'm going to stay connected with these people for life. These are real friendships. You know, this is, this is the kind of like, like I'm, thank God I told you, I'm still very close with all my boys from London. These are boys for life. You should think about that a little bit. This is part of the intimacy keys to really bond with people, really connect, to think about them as souls. These are soul connections. Soul mean, the soul is attuned to life, it's, trying, it's attuned to truth. It's not just a superficial experience. And I think we all have ability to have these kind of relationships because we are Jewish souls. We have a, a deep 
a deep voice within that knows these kind of truths. And um, as we get near to the end, we're going to start to see all the action. It's, you know, it's taking its time. I don't realize how many pictures there are. Maybe let me just speed it up a little bit. I don't know how to do that. And this is where we were before the beginning. So this is, this is the terrorists that they've captured. You see? Guys, you seeing what's going on? Hey, who's sleeping? How can you sleep during this? Man. Wake him up, man. He should not be sleeping. Yo. Sammy. 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 Wake up, brother. Sorry, man. I've got to do this to you. So th this is like, they've got to keep these dudes in, in, in a disciplined state. This isn't a joke. That's my son now. He's got his negatives, yeah? See, now one one smash on the head with that, you're not going to be concussion, talking again. At least. Huh? At least a concussion, yeah. Heavy. Yeah, and my son showed me how heavy the bullets are. He pulled them out, a long chain of bullets in each one of these pouches. Five, it's five of those around them. Yeah. And they're walking around with that. <laughs> yeah. These are pictures you're not going to see on the news. Yeah. No one's there. Sorry, I took a while to get to this, but uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, there's some great pictures here. Look, they're coming up Abbas's face. Look, his guns on the stage, and he's like giving a speech. This is this is domination here. You see this? Severe, man. Come on, this is your kind of vibe. This is us dominating all these dudes. <laughs> you love this, no? Yeah. Get excited, man. This is us. You hear all this crap on the news about ceasefire, all this crap. This is us dominating. <laughs> this is domination. This is victory. Instead of every day waiting, waking up to hear another soldier die, drop a bit, let's watch our victory over there. We're dominating over there, over their place. Yeah, there's a guy, he's a sledgehammer guy, Russian dude. He loves it. <laughs> no, he loves it. He comes and smashes down the wall. That's an Indian dude. Putting on his villain. I didn't see these pictures yet. Putting his villain there. That's the first time I saw him. Putting on. That's fucking shit. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, these are gyms they have. They found a gym. Nice gym. He's working out with his mega. Yeah, man. That's true. Powerhouse. And I mean, these pictures are beyond, you know, I can't really, I mean, that, you saw that hammer before. Yeah. To yeah. get down the walls. Uh, they go through the walls, that's the whole thing. No doorways. It's teamwork. You don't know what's going to be on the other side, you know. There's, there's intel, there's drones, but they have drones, by the way. They have a guy who uses drones, goes into the places before them. A lot of Israeli drones get shut down by... Hey, look at the feet. <laughs> You see what's That's going on? Disgusting. No, but it's important to see what this is the kind of discomfort they're going through. And there's no one come to there massage their poor little feet. They can't go. That's the, the uh, doctor they have. She's a wife. She's a wife with kids. Wow. She's pooing with them, eating with them, just doing all the woman stuff, but with a bunch of men in order to be there for them as a doctor, army doctor. It takes takes it takes that whole energy to a different place.
see a survival. Every place they go, they've got to clean out the house. Then they've got to clean it up a little bit, like, so they can live there. And then they've got to cook, eat, drink, sleep, and then on to the next place. It's like a whole process. We didn't even get to the videos. I've got like hours of footage, videos. Wait, is this 60 gigabyte completely full? What do you mean? I sent him off with a camera and a 60 gigabyte thing. That's my son got in trouble for this, by the way. Because that, that was a bit dodgy. Dress up like was a it, Was it the 60 gigabyte SD card full after this? Yeah. Oh, then we're not, we're not going to get there for a while. Yeah, it's endless. Right. Remember, this isn't GoPro footage. GoPro would be... I have 16 gigabytes of my SD card and I have 3,000 photos. We're at 1,500. Yeah. So let's, let's go to some of the... Quickly, before we finish off, let's just go to some of the videos. You want to see the videos? Yes. yes. Are you okay looking at... Uh, sorry guys, it's a bit of intense like story today, but why not? We need to we need to experience what our people are experiencing. This is the house. You see how much damage carnage has gone there. Like you, the problem is that it could be snipers, all kinds of things. They've got to be constantly on alert. Yeah, it's heavy duty. This is heavy, real stuff going on. Um, We'll find a video a bit more like where you can see. Let's see what this is. This is them, the construction, because they've got like these big, they're cleaning up the areas. There's some scenes here where suddenly you're seeing them standing around and then suddenly there's, there's, they're being fired on and you see them all maneuvering and it's, it's crazy. It's like a proper war scene. This is when they're not sitting around the house. It's real stuff going on. Oh, wow. Sometimes it's like short because it's like there's, there's actual stuff going on. tanks you see it's blowing smoke into the so they can't just RPG it for defensive reasons yeah it's, yeah it protects the tank so the RPGs don't can't just locate understand there's obviously a, there's heavy footage over there. What do you mean that's not for you to say? Like he's about to say. I have a question. Like, yes. Who speaks Hebrew or English? Who? Your son. My son speaks Yiddish. 
English Hebrew. Yeah, base. Yeah, I was by, I was by many rabbis. This is when they go around the houses. You see what they're looking for. They have to check everything. It's part of the whole thing. He goes into the bedrooms. You see the kind of jewelry and perfume, and sometimes the house has just been smashed from like the missiles or whatever. Each situation is different. I mean, it's just hours and hours of footage here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Hear what's going on. Hello. It's no joke, man. Now he's got Negavis. He's he's for sure killed people because he's like let loose, you know, bullets into. Dudes, these guys. I don't know, we could go on all day. I don't know. I've got like, I'm uh, just picking out from hundreds of videos here. Yeah. Anyway, my, to end off the class, it's the end of the session. I just want to wish you all lots of beautiful, beautiful days ahead in your life. We have, to thank, we have to thank my son for his mission to protect us all. Thank you guys for your attention. Thank, thank your B'nai Akiva world. Thank, thank you, Hashem, that we had these opportunities. You have all the audios. You have all the classes. It's, it's all helpful, real thank stuff. And everyone should be blessed with finding their soulmate and the only good news. Amen.